0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Expanse Summit. We are here today with a very, very special guest. uh, And uh, the name is David Orban. I'm sure a lot of you already know this name. Uh, He is a managing advisor uh, of Beyond Enterprises. uh, But he is also an investor, an entrepreneur, an author, a keynote speaker and a very, very uh, amazing uh, advocate about global technology. Uh, so I, I'm really, really curious to know a lot of more uh, about uh, his thoughts, uh, about technology and, and impact So, uh, well, let's do a great welcome to David Horban. Hello, David.
1: Thank you very much for having me
0: it's a great pleasure david it's a really great pleasure uh, so well i have a lot of questions <laughs> let's start with the uh, basic one let's start to know a little bit each other and uh and to know uh how do you start so i know that you are a very early adopter uh on the uh blockchain landscape and uh, bitcoin investors since 2010 so uh how this passion start
1: My um, analysis of technology matured at uh, Singularity University, where I was uh, part of the team designing it. Uh, I'm an investor, uh, a member of the faculty, and an advisor at Singularity University. We started over uh, uh, 13 years ago uh, at the NASA Research Park with funding from Google, uh, looking at how Uh, technology accelerates exponentially. And it is there that I concluded that the natural and necessary consequence of this uh, would be decentralization across many uh, industries that are not correlated to each other uh, in uh, in energy, in manufacturing, uh, in health, uh, and also in finance. So I have already been uh, following uh, the various attempts uh, to create uh, digital money. And when uh, Bitcoin appeared on the scene, as a consequence for me, it wasn't as much a shocking surprise as the fulfillment uh, of uh, an opportunity that uh, I really believed in uh, already from the start. Now, uh, of course, uh, uh, Bitcoin and everything that uh, followed uh, are still very much at the beginning. Uh, I have had the opportunity of uh, speaking about it at conferences uh, to literally uh, tens of thousands of people. And uh, from time to time, uh, people would come to me saying, oh, I wish I knew uh um, and, and and listened to you a year ago when Bitcoin was uh, uh, only a hundred dollars. Now it's thousand dollars, it's too late. Uh, or now it's ten thousand dollars, it's too late. Uh, I'm not here to say what the value of uh, Bitcoin is going to be and and, and when. But uh, I can certainly say that it is not too late uh, to start understanding, the implications of blockchain technologies and how they are impacting the world in a positive manner uh, across many different sectors of the economy. And the more we can understand that, the better we are in charge of the decisions that are leading to the experiments and the defining of the successful experiments and their implementation.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm totally agree with you. I mean, uh, one of the huge points uh, is really that a lot of people think about Bitcoin and and didn't realize and don't realize that uh, behind Bitcoin there is a technology and there is. Uh, a lot of things that you can do. That is not just the Bitcoin itself, but it, it's a completely new word uh, in, in my eye. it's uh, I think it, that is amazing. And uh, well, how do you di- did you connect uh, the technology word and the impact word?
1: Um... I uh, greatly admire the long arch of human civilization. Uh, I believe that we have achieved uh, everything uh, we, we uh, did because of technology. Um, technology, in many ways, defined and keeps defining humanity. Now, um, for thousands of years, Uh, our impact uh, would be relatively local and uh, uh, we could uh, move around in an environment that uh, uh, was uh, rich and deep uh, and uh, uh, permitted us to do as much as we wanted. Uh, And we, we could afford the ignorance of... Uh, 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 of the consequences of of our actions. Uh, Today, with the growth um, in something as simple as the number of human beings on the planet, but also, of course, the power of the technologies that we are yielding, uh, we cannot afford that ignorance anymore. And in my opinion, uh, the necessary sustainability Uh, that uh, our activities uh, must embrace comes uh, from a few fairly elementary uh, pieces of of, of understanding. Uh, One is that there is no such a thing as an externality. Uh, uh, That label uh, that conveniently uh, economists modeling uh, certain businesses uh, put on um, uh, outputs that are ignored uh, is is uh, something that we 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 shouldn't uh, employ anymore. Uh, every component of the economic model has to be accounted for. We cannot sweep it under the rug. Uh, and the second is that given. Uh, the scale and the scope of of, uh, uh, our activities and of human civilization on the planet, uh, the uh, models that are unsustainable are unsustainable. Meaning that uh, in the very short term, we can delude ourselves that they can keep going, but uh, in the medium and long term, certainly they will fail and that is uh, what drives in my opinion appropriate investment theses appropriately aware and conscious investing that uh, realizes that the um, needs of uh, a sustainable future and the needs of Financial returns are very well aligned. And that is, in my opinion, what uh, sooner or later every investment firm will unavoidably embrace.
0: Oh yes, yeah. so I think that that is a, a really uh, good point, and uh, and there is a lot of discussion, especially these days, uh, around uh, uh, around this topic. Uh, I don't think we are already there to getting a, a solution, a definitive solution on that. We still have a lot of businesses that are not sustainable and are not. Uh, in a way not interested in be sustainable but uh i i think i love the movement that is around because people are start to be aware of this uh of this problem and they start to really asking to the company to to be uh compliant to these things and and this is uh, i think this is the main revolution of the last few years especially uh, what do you think about that do you think that this uh, response from the people could really make the difference and and push uh, all the companies even the ones that are not really into that yet?
1: No, I am pretty skeptical about that Uh, uh, regardless of uh, popular um, manifestations and more and more people voicing their desire uh, to uh, embrace products and services that are Uh, sustainable the fundamental drivers that unstoppably will transform the economy and that will completely sweep aside uh, those businesses that pretend that they can afford not to be sustainable will come from a a a different place Uh, and it is coming from the very simple fact that sustainable practices are producing better financial returns, are producing better profit margins, are producing uh, healthier and more productive work environments. Um, So, no, there is no need to greenwash a business. There is no need to pretend to heed the requests uh, of larger and larger segments of the population very simply good business practices can be implemented Uh, a simple example of this uh, comes from one of the most fundamental sectors which is uh, energy Uh, in more and more uh, places in the world and uh, in in uh, more and more uh, segments uh, of the economy sustainable energy renewable energy sources, wind, solar, uh, together with batteries, have become the cheapest and most convenient energy source. So a business that uh, makes a, a, um, some specific um, agreement uh, with an, a, a utility company to supply them with renewable energy is not doing that because of their green heart. They are doing that because it is the smart thing to do. Uh, The same with electric cars. Electric cars could not and did not succeed in the 70s or the 80s, let alone a hundred years ago, when they were uh, being produced simultaneously with internal combustion engines. They are succeeding now not because a lot of people are afraid of climate change. The reason why electric cars are succeeding is because they are a fundamentally superior solution to our uh, transportation uh, needs than not uh, an internal combustion engine.
0: Yeah, so uh, well, of course, money is the king. <laughs> and in this case, uh, do you think uh, so do you think that? Uh, technology is the way to go so because of the technologies that we have today uh, these companies are more happy to change their way because the sustainable way now uh, is a financial way uh, as as it is not just uh, as you said not just a a nice heart because of course business is business Uh, but um, you think that uh technology today are allowing that and that is one of the main reason in the past uh, all this campaign uh to uh green and everything uh, doesn't have succeed.
1: Uh, yes uh, uh, i'm a, a p- proud technocrat i do believe that uh, when we have a problem technology uh, is the solution And when the next problem comes, uh, a rational scientific approach that works out the first principles in understanding how to attack the problem and then transforming the scientific and rational understanding of that into an engineering challenge uh, that produces a solution. Initially, maybe clunky uh, and difficult but with every iteration more and more capable of providing something uh, that is enjoyable, full of uh, uh, benefits uh, that uh, uh, can be mass produced, can be uh, provided uh, uh, to uh, an ever larger uh, set of uh, users uh, in a broadest possible sense benefiting uh, humanity. um, I, am always surprised uh, that there are actually people who would say differently and and I would ask them, okay, so is it ignorance that is a better answer than? Uh, Is it an irrational approach that is better than? Uh, Is it not learning about the problem? Is it not trying to apply? Uh, uh, solutions that we we, we find. Um, And the nature of exponential change, which we have uh, studied for the past uh, three, four uh, decades uh, in an ever uh, clearer uh, way uh, that leverages learning curves, uh, the ability not only to Uh, come up uh, with novel uh, scientific and engineering uh, uh, scientific principles and engineering solutions but also uh, being able to iterate on them so that the uh, generation after generation uh, of of products will be objectively better and better well uh, this is now uh, the defining feature of of our world and Uh, We see it, uh, uh, we give it uh, certain uh, labels. Uh, Moore's Law is uh, uh, one of the most well known uh, embodiments of uh, learning curves applied to electronics, where uh, if uh, the next generation smartphone is not amazingly better. Uh, than the previous one, we feel let down. How come that uh, the magical miracles that we have become accustomed uh, is not are not replaced by new magic and, and and new miracles? As a matter of fact, they are, um, and 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 uh, even more astonishingly, uh, there are now sectors such as uh, in in artificial intelligence, where it is not only an exponential change of constant acceleration that we are seeing, but the rate of acceleration itself is increasing. We we are seeing a, a jolting uh, change uh, where uh, the doubling rate is shrinking. Uh, AI now is uh, improving, not every couple of years doubling in its power like uh, Moore's law would uh, dictate in electronics, but actually, every four months according to OpenAI and Stanford University, even every two months according to NVIDIA. And uh, uh, we are seeing the consequences of that uh, in uh, applications all around us uh, in a ever-improving feedback loop. It is one of the reasons why studying the uh moral and ethical consequences of these technologies is so urgent because um we have to keep up with them uh, and uh we have never observed something that is so uh explosively improving uh like uh, like these technologies around us today
0: yeah yeah that's a uh, well that's something that uh I believe that for some people it's kind of uh, scary as well because it's not easy to keep up with all these changes. Uh, but I'm the first believer that technology can really do a lot of good, uh, good things, and it, it's already making a lot of impact. So I would like to dive in a little bit more with you um, in some. Well, we, of course, there are so many te- new technologies today, but. Uh, Just to go to some example of how technologies uh, today technologies can make the impact and what is happening today, Uh, for example, with the NFTs, the non-fungible tokens, or uh, the DeFi, the uh, uh, decentralized finance, uh, what is your thought? About uh, these two examples, or if you have any other example that you would like to give to us uh, to better understand the impact of technology today?
1: Uh, Bitcoin, uh, over a decade ago, uh, was the first uh, application of a technology that many started to see promised to be able to do a lot more. And indeed, Uh, Since then, there have been thousands, even tens of thousands of experiments how and where to apply blockchain technology where it could disrupt existing industries and existing business models. That is what we are seeing now, uh, reaching mass market adoption. Uh, Decentralized finance looks at money not Um, only as uh, a medium of exchange, uh, like uh, uh, Bitcoin does, but looks at money as a programmable object and is able to implement with vastly superior flexibility, efficiency, uh, even uh, transparency, accountability, than not the traditional financial industry, products that used to be exclusively available to a select few and make them available today to literally anyone in the world unstoppably. Decentralized finance is um, an unstoppable force similar to how uh, Bitcoin has proven to be unstoppable uh, in terms of what it means uh, to design and deploy a new kind of money. And uh, regulators are very rightly uh, in uh, a state of close to being in panic because they realize that uh, oh, yeah. their uh, mandate uh, is is impossible. They cannot uh, wrap their arms around uh, this um movement that is being embraced and implemented all over the world. So, uh, billions of people who had no access to banking, no access to uh, modern financial instruments are going to enjoy the benefits of uh, what um, just a few have been uh in in the past several decades through decentralized finance from lending and borrowing to mortgages to insurance to uh, all kinds of financial products that uh with very little to zero barriers uh to entry is going to be are going to be available to uh not only Uh, uh, the residents of uh, high-income countries where banking institutions were already available, uh, but uh, to everyone uh, in the uh, 8 billion people uh, planetary civilization today. As far as NFTs are concerned, uh, the uh, impact of NFTs, if possible, is going to be even uh, uh, broader and and, and more fundamental. Uh, For the past... five hundred years, more or less, uh, we have been happy uh, with the kind of uh, accounting that was born in Italy uh, when a kill pen and and, uh, sheepskin or, you know, whatever kind of paper they used uh, back then uh, were needed in in order to keep track of what was going on in a business. Uh, Well, A lot of those practices are are completely obsolete today. Uh, Even the very concept of uh, of double uh, entry bookkeeping was born in order to catch the mistakes that manual uh, entries would unavoidably generate. Well, uh, NFTs give rise to completely new business models uh, and uh, a completely new ability to analyze and keep track of uh, what it means uh, to create and nurture and improve the wealth and the assets of a uh, of a business, uh, and uh, it is a true natively digital component of these new uh, business models. The um, promise uh, of NFTs is uh, uh, all to be still uh, fulfilled. The, the initial uh, experiments that we see around um, uh, digital art, art. or, or uh, loyalty um, tokens that uh, fan clubs of uh, various kinds in sport, for example, are experimenting with uh, are evident. Uh, and, and, and near to, to anyone, they are very useful because they are so easy to understand that uh, uh, they are accelerating mass adoption. But uh, I think many companies are starting to understand how deep uh, the revolution of NFTs is uh, potentially going to run. The latest uh, is Facebook. The announcement of the Metaverse initiative and the change of their name in meta is not only about 3D avatars uh, and wearing uh, uh, goggles uh, in order to see them. It is the understanding of the death of the advertising based business model, because one of the consequences of NFTs is that Uh, the ecosystem that the various stakeholders and participants in uh, a series of of businesses uh, design can support commissions in the transactions of the ecosystem itself that does not have any need of monetizing users through advertising anymore. And uh, we are already seeing these uh, emerging, and uh, Facebook is rightly afraid.
0: That will be a, a huge, huge change. So I have a lot of questions. So let's start with the first one. I go in order. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, uh, about uh, DeFi, do you think that uh, the bank system that we know today is uh, will be completely disrupted or handed, or the two systems will be coexist in the future.
1: The rules and regulations that uh, today are in place uh, are such that uh, uh, it is very hard to disobey them. Uh, it is very easy to end up in jail. Uh, and uh, these rules and regulations have been put in place uh, with the assumption that they were important and necessary uh, not only for uh, the institutions uh, themselves but because they were protecting the general public. This is going to be ever harder to justify. It will be ever harder uh, to keep up the pretense that, yes, the current set of rules and regulations and the licensing requirements and the KYC and the AML and FATCA and everything else are really there because hundreds of millions of people should not have access to banking and financial uh, solutions like in the past. And it will become more and more evident that these rules and regulations are distorting the playing field, giving an unfair advantage to the incumbent institutions. So the regulators and the legislators have a choice. Either progressively lose uh, any uh, pretense of authority and believability, or to embrace DeFi and level the playing field, and if they choose the first, the DeFi revolution will still be unstoppable, is that the changes will be much harder to manage. If they uh, instead embrace the changes, uh, then uh, the new organizations that are nimbler and faster uh, uh, natively operating in in the DeFi world, well, they will sweep uh, the older ones uh, aside. So it is just a question of uh, time, but uh, the likelihood that the incumbents and the winners of past uh, uh, generations uh, are going to be the winners of the new world as well is is um, a, a very low probability.
0: That would be something to see, absolutely. Uh- also, because as we as we see, uh, especially uh, when we are dealing now uh, with blockchain and all these new things, right, uh, NFTs and DeFi, the governments are really, really in a serious difficult to keep up to all these new technology and and understanding them. Uh, let 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 not talk about how to manage them. <laughs> they they are really in a in a very difficult situation, uh, I believe. And uh, um, I, and again, I really believe that people like, uh, like you, like me, that we are in the field, uh, we are the people that can really advocate uh, for these changes and explain uh, all these bureaucrats what is really happening and why we need this change. Uh, so I'm really happy that uh, we can discuss uh, about all these topics and i really love your insights in this uh in this area david that's amazing um, about the um nfts and the metaverse uh there are a lot of controversials uh around this uh this topic as i'm, I'm sure you you're well aware of um, Some controversial are probably more more around uh, all the virtual rewards, the privacy, and how our our life will will look (laughs) in a few years if we really go deep into the metaverse. And uh, uh, we can basically transform our life maybe in a completely virtual life. I don't know, this is something that uh, is still uh, in to see, but it's a very controversial topic. So not just about the financial side, but also the, the way we are going to live uh, really the, our life. Uh, what is your, your thought about um, technology in this sense? We are going in a, in a good path, so we are going in a bad path. Uh, what we can do to make it right?
1: With every new technology, it is easy uh, to see it as an opportunity when we are young, driven by curiosity and risk-taking, experimenting with it, or see it as a menace, uh, see it uh, as a threat when we are older. But the technology is the same. We are different and our ability to adapt to the technology, to be adaptable Uh, is what uh, changes. And this wasn't an issue when the uh, pace of change, let's say, uh, in the beginning of last century, or maybe even two, three hundred years ago, was itself slow. Because we would die before things became uncomfortable. Today, the pace of change is such that we feel this discomfort and we didn't make it in time to die. So we have a choice. Either we die faster or if we don't want to die, we have to work hard on recovering and then maintaining uh, what is called neoteny the uh, childlike features that we had when we were able to find joy in the discovery of what new technologies could mean. And the metaverse is the same. Uh, People will easily label it as something that will destroy the younger generations. And it is not going to be true. Just like smartphones didn't destroy it, just like email or rock and roll didn't destroy it uh, the metaverse uh, will did not uh, destroy the world uh, uh, either but there will be wonderful uh, new applications uh, and those of us who will be uh, adaptable and nimble enough to uh, find and use them uh, will derive uh, great uh, benefit uh, and uh, uh, they will then become something uh, given Uh, something that we will not even remember how we could uh, live uh, without. We are already um, like that with our smartphones. Um, I don't know how it would be possible to meet someone without a smartphone. Um, You just arrived to a place that was full of people, and then the other person either was visible to you or you wouldn't meet. Or... How is it that we went to a place uh, without GPS navigation? Uh, You had a paper map and it either had the right resolution and it was uh, printed before some new roads uh, were uh, built and then you arrived at the place or you got lost. And, And these new solutions we have today are so deeply adopted that, yeah, we tend to forget how we could ever be without. And with the metaverse, it is going to be the same.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a a very interesting perspective, this one. (laughs) I never thought about that. But but, yeah, of course, Uh, I mean, uh we are both in the well even with maybe if just a couple of years of difference, but uh we are the same uh we see we saw the same transition in a certain way. So uh I for once used uh, <laughs> paper maps and, and all this stuff before uh, we had GPS and then uh, the phone. Uh, and now, of course, every time I need to go somewhere, I ask to Google Maps. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know where to go. Uh, so uh, absolutely, the uh, especially in the last few decades, the technologies change our life in a crazy way. It's incredible. Uh, and for i will say most of it it's a great change <laughs> so i'm a big fan of that um about uh, again about the nfts and, and metaverse you uh you talked about um how this can uh, be a really huge uh changes in terms of advertising and in terms of um how uh well all the bigs and uh, all the businesses are uh, using right now the users uh, and the privacy of the user as well. Uh, so how it will be different. Could you give us some, uh, some example of how that can be different in the future with Metaverse? Uh,
1: the issue of uh, digital identity is as of now unsolved. And we um, pretended to be able and leave it unsolved for too long. Uh, This had two consequences. On one hand, when users need to prove their identity, it is an extremely wasteful and inefficient process that time after time they have to go through, and sometimes they are unable to complete. Just something as simple as the KYC and AML process uh, that uh, uh, you need uh, when you open a new bank account or when you uh, uh, want to uh, start uh, operating on an online exchange or in so many other ways. Uh, These processes are such that billions of people are unable to even start uh, operating on those platforms and for those of us who can doing it over and over again is uh, really a nuisance so in these cases having uh, a a digital identity that we can uh, rely on uh, and provably um, uh, apply to the various circumstances is uh, uh, something that would be very convenient. Uh, Not only that, but with the uh, appropriately managed, uh, maybe pseudonymous digital identity, which, however, is tied to a human uh, in a manner that, if necessary, can be uncovered. If, for example, there is a criminal activity under that pseudonym, uh, it would be possible to... Uh, connect uh, the pseudonym to the physical person. Well, if we were able to implement that, a lot of online trolling and online uh, um, misbehavior of of so many different kinds um, uh, or uh, the operations of bot farms, uh, fake humans uh, that uh, by the millions Uh, spew uh, uh, falsehoods or polarizing opinions, trying to influence the behavior of physical humans would become impossible. And new platforms are going to emerge that uh, will uh, enable um, protected and pseudonymous uh, legitimate activity, uh, excluding automatically the influence of bots. In terms of privacy, uh, definitely anonymous digital speech is crucial as well. And uh, we have to have platforms that allow for that. If you think about it, um, society has overall much more to lose if it doesn't protect privacy than not any individual. And the reason is that the norms, regulations, and even legislation most of the time follows the development of a new kind of consciousness uh, uh, around and awareness around what kind of behavior uh, should be embraced by society. Um, today, in most places in the world, same sex unions are recognized or even legalized, marriage uh, is possible. But it wasn't the case. And if privacy were not possible in a digital world, moving from where same sex uh, relationships are prohibited or even criminal in a place where they are legally recognized and possible, would not happen. And society would be rigid, unable to change, unable to adapt uh, to the new awareness uh, of its constituents and break apart. So, physical identity in the digital reality pseudonymous online behaviors, anonymous online behaviors. These are all crucial and our digital platforms must incorporate ways to securely uh, and nimbly efficiently represent all three components uh, for the different situations. Otherwise, they are unfit for purpose.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that brings another controversial point. A lot of controversial points with you today. <laughs> but uh, well, one of the of the other point is to reach that. Uh, we will probably need that all the governments are willing to uh, give up in some way some of the control to have like a global. Um, uh, it's like a, a global country global digital country uh, which is kind of facebook is today i mean in a way because you have kind of a digital uh, identity even even if it's not uh, in a way that you described at the end uh, but it's not legally recognized uh, do you think that uh the government will be willing to give up at a certain point a bit of their control to have this global uh, identity?
1: It it is not their choice to make. Um, uh, The uh, ability to impose um, unjust rules and legislation on an unwilling population uh, has a very short half-life. In the past, Um, Wars and revolutions were a very blunt instrument that uh, we employed uh, when um, the uh, disconnect between what uh, a large group of people believed was right and what the then dominating social organization wanted to impose became too big. Uh, today, um, society is um, open uh, to experimenting with alternatives in many different ways. And uh, that is why I believe that uh, it is going to be possible to build the uh, new alternatives without recurring uh, to wars and revolutions that are not only very inefficient and very blunt, but uh, with tens of thousands of nuclear warheads, uh, uh, it is even less advisable than in the past. Um, A lot of these components uh, existed uh, already, but very, very few could uh, take advantage of them. Uh, Today, uh, these components are uh, democratizing very rapidly. Let me give you just one simple example. In the world of startups, it used to be the case that either you were, either you were born uh, or let's say you uh, went to college in a place that was startup friendly, or you could only dream of being an entrepreneur and it was so much more likely that you would end up uh, being a corporate drone, spending your life uh, without uh, being able to... Um, Live the ideas uh, and turn them into products and services that uh, were uh, implicitly present in in, in your dreams. Well, today that is not the case anymore. Uh, Silicon Valley is not uh, the only place uh, where one can start a business, but certainly there are better or worse places where to start a business. However, In the world of, for example, blockchain, where decentralized and remote first teams are the norm, it doesn't matter where the physical residence of the components of the team is. They get together, they talk to their lawyers, and they decide from year to year, from month to month, what are the best jurisdictions to incorporate their startup in order to rapidly execute and thrive. And there is nothing that can stop that. The jurisdictional arbitrage that is already happening thousands of times a day in the decisions of startups is moving tens of billions of dollars of investment from one place or the other in the world. And the nation states are recognizing that. They are desperately trying to be startup friendly, to create uh, um, uh, immigrant uh, visa uh, rules that are welcoming to entrepreneurs and to startup founders. Some of them succeed better. The the others uh, copy uh, their, their laws. Uh, And this is just one example of many others uh, that uh, show how uh, the new decentralized uh, network uh, of uh, the society of the 21st century, um, parallel uh, of uh, the uh, straight jacket of the nation states, can be built.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. We see uh, we see a lot of um, the of this uh, movement um, again, especially with blockchain and with uh, DeFi, uh, fintech as well. Uh, everything that is um, connected to all this new technology, and uh, uh, it's not easy to uh, find the right legislation and uh, uh, to find the right place to drive. And it's absolutely a huge, huge um, movement that we are are seeing today. Uh, So absolutely, totally agree with you again. (laughs) Another good point. And... um, Well, moving on to uh, a more uh, green, still controversial point, Um, I would like to ask you uh, about um, Bitcoin and the uh, claim that Bitcoin is not green and all this, uh, uh, this um, uh, well, this problem that we see in the news and a lot of discussion uh, about uh, Bitcoin is good, is bad for the environment. Uh, what is your point of view around that? Um,
1: it is um, natural. Uh, even though painful need uh, to keep uh, debunking uh, this uh, uh, very uh, primitive uh, accusation that is moved uh, against uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Let me just quickly go through just, uh, let's say, a handful of reasons uh, why uh, this is um, so. First of all, you have to ask cui protest who gains from the argument because the argument should be applied and the analysis could be made comparing the costs and benefits of the traditional financial system uh, with the costs and benefits of the new financial system or payment mechanism or um, uh, asset class that, uh, that Bitcoin represents. And if we did that, we would recognize and realize of how wasteful and how harmful um, in many ways, uh, ethically, but also ecologically, uh, the traditional financial system is. Just think about uh, the absurdity of um, printing, moving, distributing protecting, collecting, destroying uh, pieces of paper we call money. Even just that activity is uh, ridiculously harmful to the environment. Another reason why uh, this uh, is um, uh, patently false is because bad Bitcoin mining is using non-renewable energy sources. Good Bitcoin mining uses renewable energy sources because it is the cheapest form of energy. So, yeah, if there is no alternative, Bitcoin miners will use carbon or or natural gas or, or whatever else, just like every other industry. But more and more Bitcoin miners realize that rather than paying a lot for fossil uh for electricity generated from fossil fuels they can pay much less if they use wind or solar uh, and actually bitcoin miners have a characteristic of exploiting previously unexploitable or economically not uh, feasible energy sources Um, There are thousands of uh, hydroelectric plants uh, that are mothballed and unused today because they proved to be not economically viable. Well, a Bitcoin miner can say, sorry, do you mind if I use that river? Already everything is in place and I will just run it through my Bitcoin miner. Not the water, of course, but the electricity generated. Or methane that is being flared off because it is a side component of uh, oil extraction and there are no means of capturing that methane and transporting it uh, in order to be used as natural gas um, thousands of miles away because it wouldn't be economically convenient. Well. Today, already, that methane is being burned and the flames are just burning day and night, year after year. A Bitcoin miner could say, do you mind, since you would be burning that methane uh, anyway, if I put a Bitcoin miner there? And this happens all over the world simultaneously, generating benefit, assets and wealth where there was already waste or there was just nothing. Probably the most important point though, is the geopolitical implication of the Bitcoin mining network, which is a very important threat in a a strategic sense to uh, the monopoly of the petrodollar. Because for the past 70, 80 years, there has been a global consensus yes it doesn't matter where oil comes from we should all pay for that in u.s dollars and then those u.s dollars can be used to uh, put a hundred military bases all over the world and by the way anyone who is not in agreement uh, with that system either has a nuclear bomb Uh, like Russia and China, uh, or uh, we will wage a war against them so they uh, uh, lower their head and they stay in the system. Today, the alternative is emerging. Sun and solar energy is available everywhere. Uh, Wind is available everywhere. Batteries can be put in place in order to uh, uh, smooth out uh, their eventual unavailability just like Bitcoin miners can be turned on or off anytime we we want and Bitcoin miners transfer value through the use of energy globally without having to spend one two three trillion dollars per year subsidizing, uh, the logistics nightmare that the transportation of uh, oil requires through the military force needed, protecting those supply uh, lines. So, renewable energy is undercutting the domination of the petrodollar, while simultaneously, Bitcoin is emerging as an alternative. Uh, value system and uh, global uh, standard of uh, wealth management and transfer. And uh, that is uh, the most important component uh, of the global planetary Bitcoin mining network.
0: Wow, that's a that's a great uh, point of view. Um, of course, usually when you look at the news, uh, uh they never compare to what is uh the the normal money the traditional money they always go straight to uh bitcoin and what uh uh, bitcoin is doing and uh and the comparison i think it's really it's really uh, a great point of uh, uh of interest as well um so um i know that um our time it's nearly nearly finished, but I would like to just ask a couple of more things. Uh, first of all, um, well, how do you uh, see the technology uh, to uh, all these new technology um, to get as close to solve the SDGs uh, in the future? How do you see uh, these complements uh, in the future?
1: Um- We have already made great strides thanks to technology in eliminating uh, uh, or alleviating human suffering in the world. Um, In uh, the uh, 60s, the Club of Rome uh, published a very influential study that uh, made a self-defeating prophecy. Uh, The prophecy was that over the course of the next 20 years, there would be widespread famine and starvation with hundreds of millions of people dying or more. The reason why this was a self-defeating prophecy is because it was influential enough to catalyze the efforts to preventing it from happening. And indeed, we had what at the time was called the Green Revolution. This was not ecological revolution. This was the birth of agribusiness and the agro industry that was able to multiply our food output to the point where today uh, the food supply is sufficient to feed every human on the planet And when there isn't enough, it is due uh, to uh, civil wars. uh, It is due to corruption. It is due to uh, logistical disorganization. It is not due to lack of food. Today, we are under pressure and uh, some of us are frightened. Others are uh, springing to action. And we are presented with a similar self-defeating prophecy. And today the prophecy is that within the next 50 years, climate change is going to destroy civilization. Will it? It might. We don't know. And uh, we just have to find it out. However, we have the power to design and implement desirable futures. If we end up 50 years from now, you and I uh, um, in an underground shelter with radioactive waste on the surface, uh, sharing a a rotting rat uh, for dinner, um, we will know that we failed. But if uh, the force of this prophecy is such that we prevent that undesirable future and we create the infrastructure and the technologies and the applications that instead will make humanity thrive, then the benefit is to be able to uh, gather 8 billion minds within the 21st century to apply themselves to our next opportunities and to our next challenges, because we have them plenty. There is no amount of robots that, or AI, that are going to stop us from wanting to be useful, from applying our passion, from using our talents. And literally there is an unbounded set of opportunities in order to make sure that we can find and resonate other people driven by the same uh, love of just living on one hand, and of uh, uh, finding self-worth on the other. Um, so the promise uh, is 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 that, and I am uh, an optimist in the sense that I believe that that uh, um, through. A lot of chaos because it is not going to be a smooth ride but we will be able to develop and then deploy solutions that will uh, enable us um, in 10 years and 20 years and 30 years uh, to see that uh, that the things are moving in the right direction
0: absolutely so uh, do you think that um, this is uh, well, the reason why, uh, for example, you are um, advising and you are part of uh, a company like uh, Beyond Enterprises, so a company like this one could sustain and uh, and help uh, to reach uh, a, a good future <laughs> in the, and go in the in the right direction. Uh,
1: we we have been uh, lucky and smart. Uh, uh, Over the course of uh, uh, the past uh, four or five years as a strategic advisory firm, uh, we have worked with a select uh, group of clients uh, that went from zero to over $14 billion of uh, combined market uh, capitalization. And we always look at backing uh, projects that have a positive net impact in the world. We think that is not a question, as I said before, of having a green heart. It is a question of uh, maximizing uh, benefits financially as well. Uh, We believe that uh, we can and should act uh, so that all uh, the stakeholders, uh, both within and outside of projects, uh, are able to reap the benefits and uh, uh, we very, very strongly resonate uh, with the passion and the talent that our clients are applying in the various fields uh, where, where they are moving. Uh, we also have a, a parallel uh, organization, uh, the Blockchain Investors Consortium, uh, where we are investors as well, uh, that uh, has uh, over five billion dollars of uh, investable funds, Uh, And uh, uh, the reallocation of trillions of dollars of capital uh, from previously sound but now uh, unsustainable businesses or even more urgently uh, out of stranded assets that run the risk of literally going to zero in value uh, is accelerating. Uh, whether it is uh, the $5 billion of uh, the Blockchain Investors Consortium or uh, BlackRock or other investment firms uh, explicitly saying that uh, uh, they are shifting the direction of of their investments, uh, this uh, uh, movement uh, has become uh, unstoppable. And I believe... Uh, that uh, it will characterize the best returns and the best opportunities uh, that we have uh, in front of us uh, all over the world
0: that's amazing thank you so much david and if someone wants to get in touch with you and know a bit uh, a bit more uh, an investors or a startups a business how they can get in touch with you where where where
1: they can find you <laughs> uh, i am very easy to find uh, so um, uh, they just ha- have to put my name in a search engine uh, and uh, then uh, uh, i will uh, just uh, welcome their uh, inquiry uh, i will welcome uh, their contact and uh, respond accordingly to the challenge that they express um, and uh, whether it is LinkedIn or uh, on the website of uh, Beyond Enterprises or in so many other ways. uh, Really, uh, one of the beautiful features of our time is that uh, so many of us are just one click away. And uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, some people feel that they should be shielded and uh, they should be untouchable. Uh, In my case, uh, I am uh, really always very happy to um, have uh, conversations with uh, passionate and talented individuals to talk about their projects, to talk about their challenges. So I welcome um, anyone uh, reaching out uh, to talk about the topics that we touched or, or many others.
0: Thank you very much, David. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) It was a pleasure to have you today and great conversation. Uh, And uh, I'm sure a lot of people would like to ask a lot of more questions. Again, I have a lot of more, but we we don't have time today. Uh, But I'll be happy to have you again.
1: Thank you, Elisa, for having me.
0: Thank you, David. Thank you so much hey i really hope you enjoyed this interview if you did go to newsletter.impactintech.org and subscribe to our updates and videos spread the voice of impact in tech be part of the community let's make an impact together every day as we build up the impact nation